Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome in to the College Football Every Game on the Board podcast. Part one, we're kicking it off here with our leadoff hitter, Steve Merrill. Give him a follow on Twitter, at Steve Merrill. Steve, welcome in the pod. How you feeling? Feeling good. You know, I enjoyed the show last week, Drew, and um, I did check with the official scorekeeper. I stole home, so I was credited with stealing first. Second, I didn't steal first. It's kind of hard to steal first, but second, third, and home. So I, I'm glad you had me back in the leadoff spot once again. I guess I did all right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we All we could ask for here, Steve. So it was a good first performance, and uh Hopefully hit it out of the park again there with the second one. We got uh, two games on Friday and then the top of the Saturday card, guys. We're going in rotation order. Look at the odd screen. We recommend the Wager Talk odd screen. Uh, good free live odds. 301-302, Kansas, Coastal Carolina. We'll go down to the Saturday card of 321-322, Miami of Ohio and Minnesota. So we'll hit the top action here of the week two college football card starting off Top of the board on Friday, Kansas and Coastal Carolina, 730 Eastern kick here, Steve, on ESPN2, 52 being the total. Coastal, Coastal Carolina, the Chanticleers, minus 25-point home favorites to the Big 12 Power 5 team in Kansas. Off of a win as well, Steve. Uh, the Jayhawks looking good. They rushed the field and everything. I don't know. What are you thinking here starting off the week? Well, I mean, I guess that's why we play against them, right, Drew? That's one of the best angles in all of college football is when a team tears down the goalposts, or nowadays you can't do that. They've taken all the fun out of sports. You can't tear down the goalposts anymore. But if you attempt to do it, you play against that team the next week. But yeah. uh, what a bizarro world we're living in. I mean, this is a 1AA team just a few years ago in Coastal against a Big 12 team, and they're laying almost four touchdowns. <laughs> but it's it's legit. I mean, this Kansas team last year was 0-9. Uh, they were six and eighteen the two years before that, and one and seventeen. Uh, one, I'm sorry, one and eleven the year before that. Four years back, a new head coach, first win for him as you mentioned last week. There's excitement, um, but this is a very good Coastal Carolina team. And they want they run a really bizarre offense. It's not a triple option. It's a fast, like quirky offense. Catches a lot of people off guard. Citadel had all month to prepare for it. They were a 34 point dog, and they still lost last week by 38. Um, now Kansas has to travel off the big win, the excitement. And by the way, let's put it in perspective. They beat South Dakota, a 1AA team, an FCS team, by three at home as a 12-point favorite. So <laughs> they rushed the field, but obviously those people didn't have tickets on the game because they would have lost the bet. Um, it's all, Yeah, Coastal's probably the only way to play this. And by the way, there's no Thursday game. You know, last week we did this. Yeah. We had about 12 Thursday-Friday games. NFL gets prime time on Thursday. We get two college games on Friday. Good for Coastal Carolina. They get some big-time exposure. Yeah, yeah, they're in uh, what North Carolina near Myrtle Beach. I think it's Conway, South, South Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, South Carolina. Yeah. I believe it's near Myrtle Beach. So it's yeah, South Carolina. Be a fun school to go to. We got to go visit sometime. Yeah, that'd be fun. Hit a little Sunbelt action there. And uh, yeah, you talk about Kansas. I mean, Lance Leopold. It, it's a great hire, Steve. I, I really like the hire overall. It's just what it's only you know game number two of this new administration. This is a lot to ask. However, I mean, do you give them any shot? You know, maybe a. a something of the nature of like 35 
what, 35, 14, something of that, a, a cover for Kansas or no? You're pretty strong with uh, the Chanticleers. Well, I mean, it's hard to ever say you can't give a big 12 underdog a chance against a Sunbelt team. Um, and they are, they, it is a new program, like you said. So maybe they could surprise as they turn it on. But, you know, last week's win wasn't exactly impressive. And now traveling for the first time, you got to figure it's an uphill battle for them. Yeah, for sure. As we got two games on Friday, guys. So that was 7.30. We also have 9.30 Eastern. UTEP in Boise State. This on FS1. So two nationally televised game. Similar price range here. 56 being the total. Minus 26. That's Boise State off of a loss here at home on the blue turf, Steve. You liking anything late night Friday? Yeah, and keep in mind, Boise lost last week, but they were an underdog at Central Florida, and obviously a, a good, you know, capable program there. Mm-hmm. The home of Tony Mejia from wagertalk.com, Central Florida. And, um, you know, Boise will be in bounce-back mode here this week. Um, could not rush the ball last week, Drew. They had only 20 yards on 26 attempts, completely shut down. Um, UTEP has had a really easy schedule so far. They have the advantage of having that extra game under their belt. They played New Mexico State, a really bad team. Back in week zero, beat them 30-3. to An impressive win. They're only about a nine-point favorite. Uh, last week, Bethune-Cookman, a very mediocre FCS program. Uh, they only beat them by 10 as a 21-point favorite. So um, it does look like a good bounce-back spot for Boise. But once again, that's priced into the line. They're almost a four-touchdown favorite. So two blowout games, most likely, um, on Friday night. It'll be very interesting to see how the sportsbooks do. We really can't tease these or anything with the numbers being as high. Um, I would probably think the public will be on both big favorites. And Steve, you mentioned Bethune-Cookman, kind of, I guess you said, uh, like, mediocre FCS team. Do you recommend any sports bettors out there? Because I have this question myself. Like, where do you go to get FCS information in terms of power ratings-wise in the FCS? Because there's a big difference just like there is in FBS football, Division One. You know, are we talking Alabama or are we talking Akron here? There's a big difference there. Do you recommend anywhere where sports bettors can go to kind of hone in how good an FCS team is? Yeah, you know, I've followed the FCS since my college days. I went to William and Mary. They've always been a good okay. FCS program in the Colonial. It used to be the Yankee. Um, so what I kind of look at, Drew, is conferences. And the reason I said Bethune, not very good, I actually don't know much about them. I just know that conference in general is pretty weak year in, okay. year out. Um, so what I would recommend doing is kind of look at conferences in general in FCS. Just group them together. Don't waste too much time trying to come up with power ratings because – I'm not going to dive too much into those FCS games. Most people aren't going to play them. You know, they are widely available for the first time ever the last couple of years. Uh, what I do like, though, is these first couple of weeks of the season, you can kind of gauge these 1A teams that we're talking about. You can gauge their, their schedule strength, you know, by based on how they perform against some of these FCS schools. And in general, I don't consider Bethune a very good program, a very good conference. Uh, therefore, that lackluster 10-point win was not impressive to me by UTEP. Fair enough. As we head to the Saturday card, this is Saturday, September 11th, 11 a.m. Eastern here. So we get a morning kick. We're heading to Charlottesville, Virginia, Illinois and Virginia. UVA minus 10 point home favorites, 55 being the total here, Steve. Yeah, it's funny. We transitioned to this game because Virginia played my alma mater, William & Mary, last week. And I turned Uh, that game on in the second quarter. I'm watching Clemson, Georgia. I was like, I got to watch a little bit of this Virginia game. I turn on the live stream as I'm watching it, and it's their 30-point dog. They're down 3-0 in the second quarter. I'm like, this is good. I found out William & Mary punted the first five possession. UVA's average starting position was like the 50-yard line. And as is often the case with the FBS versus the FCS, Drew, they just wore them down. And they ended mm -hmm. up winning 43-0 as a 30-point favorite. Um, but Virginia did struggle to move the ball a large majority of that game. So I thought that was a little bit of a red flag. We'll see how the offense looks here against, once again, a Big Ten school is more than a touchdown underdog against a mediocre ACC program. 
Um, once again, I wouldn't read too much into that 43 nothing win last week by Virginia. Their offense did not come out of the gates very good. Um, they did not end up putting up some big numbers, uh, but it'll be obviously a huge step up in class here against Illinois. And Illinois does, once again, have that advantage of the Week 0 game, so this will be their third game this season, and they've played two 1A opponents. Virginia has yet to play one, so an interesting class difference here. Early kickoff, as you mentioned, I don't really think that'll hurt either school. If anything, might help the road team. It'll be a little less raucous in Charlottesville, Virginia. We actually got two morning starts here, 11.30 a.m. Eastern time, 3.07-3.08, top of the Saturday card. Western Kentucky and Army. We're seeing the Army Black Knights minus seven-point home favorites, 53.5 being the total. You know, Steve, when I look at this game, Army looks strong against yeah. Georgia State, and Georgia State was a team – I actually thought it would be pretty good in the Sun Belt. That was a surprising one to me. I didn't really get involved. It was just, I, you know, I had my eyes on it. And this Army team looks pretty good. So I'd watch out here if you're looking to uh, fade Army. But interested in your thoughts. Western Kentucky, a lot of people liking the Hilltoppers this year. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Drew. You know, last week, as I said, there were a lot of Thursday, Friday games. And we were able to dig into two Saturday games here on this segment. And the second, the last game we did before we cut it off and moved on to the next capper was... um the Army-Georgia State game. And we both talked about it here that we thought it was a good setup for Georgia State having that full month mm -hmm. to prepare for the triple option. Georgia State was the youngest team in the country last year. They returned basically everybody and they still had a winning season. Uh, so I was with you. In fact, the last game I cut last week from my card was Georgia State. I good went um, a solid 4-2, 67% on my best bets. Game that was just a bit outside was Georgia State. I put it up as a free play. Um, you know, and you're kind of bittersweet on those. You don't want to lose them. But then again, you're kind of glad when they don't win because you don't use them as strong best bets. And yeah, yeah, it was never close. I mean, they got blown out. Army does have a veteran defense. They were a good defensive team last year. They returned almost that entire D this year. So maybe, you know, we underrated them a little too much, like you said. Um, it was a definite buy sign for me with Army. And now you've got Western Kentucky, who does not have the extra prep time. They played last Thursday. They got to turn right around and now play a triple option team in Army on the road, early start time, as you mentioned. Uh, that's never a good set up here. So, um, yeah, I didn't have a good feel for Army last week, but that was a very impressive win by him, to say the least. Absolutely. Guys, this is our first guest up, Steve Merrill, batting leadoff for the Every Game on the Board podcast. We're going over each and every college football game each and every week. Um, Sports Memo Podcast, wherever you download your podcasts at, just download the Sports Memo Podcast and you can listen to it all. We're also on Twitter at Drew Martin Betts, at Steve Merrill, and at Sports Memo as well. Check out Steve Merrill on wagertalk.com. He's got an 83% current all sports run and uh, looking for longer term here. He's 60 and 40, his last 100 MLB totals since April 6th. So, number one MLB totals handicapper at wagertalk.com. There's also a special. You can get uh, the rest of his full season here every sport through uh i guess what the end of december here steve for 499 bucks that's a great deal at wager talk huh yeah works out to just over four dollars a day for the rest of the year talk about almost four full months every baseball college and pro football college and pro basketball play for the next four months for just over four dollars a day it's 499 that's a 60 percent discount off the normal rate steve merrill wager no promo code needed go get it this week only Absolutely, guys, as we uh, got a big one next, Oregon and Ohio State ranked on ranked here, Steve, 64 and a half. We've seen some over money in Columbus, Ohio, minus 14 and a half. You know, it opened up minus 14, that important hook on the 14 and a half towards the Buckeyes here, Steve. 
Yeah, speaking of wagertalk.com, there's, of course, Wager Talk TV on YouTube, and there's a guy that hosted a segment with me on Tuesday evening <laughs> talking about this game. I think his name was Drew something, and it was Ohio State-Oregon. It was one of the spotlight games we talked about this week. So if you want two to three minutes on this one, go check it out on Wager Talk TV. But what I mentioned, as you know, Drew, on that segment was that Ohio State's defense once again struggled last week against Minnesota. I mean, they gave up over 200 yards rushing and passing to the Gophers. This is a team last year that in the national title game, of course, gave up 52 points to Alabama. Couldn't stop them. During the regular season last year, they gave up 25 to Penn State, 27 to Rutgers, gave up 35 in that Indiana shootout back and forth game. So I'm still lukewarm on this Ohio State defense. What I do like is the Ohio State offense. We know they can score. They did it again last week. So I can understand why some money has come in so far on that over. Steve, next game here, we got Boston College and UMass. So a little in-state rivalry here with BC laying 37 and a half, 59 and a half being the total. Yeah, we'll keep with that FCS theme. You know, UMass back in, I believe it was uh, early two th- year 2000, I believe, when they were still in the Colonial of the Yankee Conference, won a national title at the 1AA level. They were a very good 1AA mm-hmm. program, but they have struggled, obviously, since stepping up to play with the big boys. And, uh, you know, it's just a question of how much does Boston College want to win by here. Uh, They do have Temple on deck on the road next week, so not too much of a look ahead. Um, I talked about this with Teddy Covers on Wager Talk today this week. I like to play big favorites early in the season, and that 4-2 and start I had last week in college football, the majority of them were big, most of them four-plus touchdown favorites, because I think early in the season the better teams can just blow out bad teams. Uh, UMass just lost 51-7 to as a 38-point dog. There's an example right there against Pittsburgh last week. Uh, meanwhile, Boston College, 44-point favorite. They beat Colgate 51-0. So that angle was 2-0 last week on and against these teams. Uh, that'd be the only way I would play it this week would be BC. Yeah, lay it with the uh, with the ACC team over, like Steve Merrill was just talking about, what the, F- the FCS national champion from how long ago was it? About two, three decades ago. So you know. <laughs> Yeah, it's been a rough run for UMass of late as we uh, head down to South Florida, and we're seeing uh, Florida and South Florida here, USF 58 being the total Florida Gators laying four touchdowns here, minus 28 across the board, Steve. Yeah, your old neck of the woods here, a little Florida battle, Drew Martin and um... – Another mm-hmm. team, it looks like they're coming across some tough times here South yeah. Florida, huh? I mean, that was not a good showing last week. Um, I know Dave Koken had a strong best bet winner on NC State. And, you know, I was kicking myself for not using that as well because my power ratings, I think we talked about it here on the show. I think that was a Thursday or Friday game. We, um, My power ratings had NC State a 24-point favorite, line closed 20. You know, I should have been on that game. That was one I just kind of left off, and I regret, because NC State won easily 45 nothing. Uh, Florida... 35-14 win. They don't cover as a three-plus, like, 23-point favorite. They win by 21. They do have Alabama on deck, though. So here's one of those situations where, yes, we have a much better team as a favorite, but I'd be a little careful because they've got Alabama, Tennessee, all the SEC teams on deck. Um, Florida, probably the only way to play it, but uh, there's definitely that look-ahead factor. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, Steve mentioned it. It, it. It's in Florida. It's, it's actually Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida, which is USF's home field. But uh, I wouldn't put too much into it. There's likely to be a lot of Gators in the seats, yeah. so watch out for that. Uh, Steve, next game up, we get Pitt in Tennessee. 3-15, 3-16, 12 noon Eastern kick here. Minus three and a half. That's Pittsburgh on the road. 57 and a half being the total in Knoxville. Yeah, I thought the Tennessee game was interesting last week. That was one of the games I missed. I was 4-2, and two, 67% to start. I said I played a lot of big favorites. Well, I missed with Tennessee. They won by 32. I put it out at 35. Got a great line from my clients, as I often try to do. Line went to 37 right after I released it, and it lands on 32. 
They actually got a penalty late in that game, had to settle for a field goal instead of a probably a likely touchdown. It would have landed on 36, and it would have covered the line I put it out at right in the middle there. Um, so the line was a little inflated, and it ended up there with a 38-6 win. But I do think Tennessee is an improved team this year. Um, the question is, how good is Pittsburgh? Are they just manhandled, as we talked about, a bad U- UMass team? Um, this would be a tight game. I think that line of three makes a lot of sense. But, you know, once again, it's the home team, as you said, getting three points. And we'll see where this one settles by kickoff on Saturday afternoon. It opened one. It's now up to three and a half. So it's crossed that key number. Early money, obviously, like Pittsburgh. You know, at what point is there some value maybe now with Tennessee? Next game up, we get South Carolina in East Carolina. Battle of the Carolinas here, Steve, with actually the non-SEC team. Conference USA here getting, or excuse me, AAC, minus one point home favorites. Yes, this is in Greenville. Uh, 58 being the total, Steve. Yeah, what I love about college sports is we get some geography lessons, right? We talked about Coastal yeah. Carolina, South Carolina. <laughs> a lot of people might be, I don't remember there being an East Carolina. I'm in Virginia, so of course I know there's a North and South Carolina. But yeah, East Carolina's in Greenville, North Carolina, as you said. So this is the Battle of the Carolinas. Um, You know, ECU is a team that's been capable over the years. They've kind of fallen on tougher times recently. 14-point loss to Appalachian State, as we talked about on the show last week, the correct, correct pronunciation. Uh, they were a nine-point dog, lost by 14 uh, struggled to run the ball. They threw it okay. A lot of that came later. Um, but what East Carolina did not do well last week was stop Appalachian State. They gave up over 220 yards rushing and passing. Um, South Carolina should definitely get some points this week like they did last week when they won easily 46 nothing. Another one of those big favorites that easily covered it as a 31-point dog of chalk last week. Yeah, see, this this one's a little surprising to me. Seeing the Gamecocks here, you know, catching points to ECU. I, I wonder if the market's getting a little too cute again. I know we talked about that with the Duke-Charlotte game, and Charlotte actually ended up winning that. I just, I don't know. I lean here with South Carolina, man, and the uh, pick em price, if not plus one, plus two here. As we got two games left, Georgia Southern and FAU next game up. This is an interesting handicap as well in Boca Raton, Florida. 48 being the total. The Owls, minus seven point home favorites. Yeah, and by the way, that East Carolina line opened two and a half. It's pick them now. So you're right. Money has come in on South Carolina in that game. Uh, a line that has not moved, though, is this Florida Atlantic, Georgia Southern game. It opened seven. It is holding seven across the board. Obviously, seven, an extremely key number in football in college uh, football and NFL football, of course. And the first thing you look at when you look at a team like Georgia Southern is they play the triple option. It's a, it's a run-heavy program. We talked about this a few games ago with Army. You know, when you don't have that extra week to prepare, it's a real disadvantage, especially when you play a pro-style attack last week like Florida. Florida Atlantic played the Florida Gators. Now they have to turn around in just six days of prep time and get ready for the triple option. Georgia Southern ran the ball 65 times last week. They only threw 20 times. Uh, a lackluster 30-25 to 25 win against Gardner-Webb. They were a 28-point favorite in that game, so not a good showing. Um, but Florida Atlantic last week drew against Florida, allowed 400 rushing yards, 8.7 yards per carry. Ooh. And now they have to play a triple option team with only six days to prepare, and they're laying a touchdown? Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, maybe hold off on that one. Maybe get get another week of eyes on FAU before we start laying numbers after that rush defensive rushing performance. And guys, we got one game left here um, for the Tuesday night part one. We'll bring in Teddy Covers and Rob Vino tomorrow to finish off the uh, Saturday card, including mid-major Matt on Thursday. So one game left. Check out Steve Merrill, wagertalk.com, 60 and 40. MLB totals run since April 6th. Number one MLB handicapper at Wager Talk. And he's got the special deal, 499 bucks for the rest 
of this year across multiple sports here. So, Steve, last game up, four-part one, Miami of Ohio and Minnesota. Looks like the Gophers, minus 20-point home favorites, 53-and-a-half being the total. Yeah, and they have a little extra time after you know, the Thursday loss to Ohio State. Obviously, that was a high-profile game. They're at Colorado next week, so not too much of a look ahead. But they do have a couple extra days to regroup, and they get to stay at home, which I think is a plus. Um, and they get a huge step down in class here. You know, obviously, you don't preseason. There is no preseason in college. You practice, you scrimmage. So when you play a team like Ohio State out of the gate, I think when you step down in class with like a team like Miami of Ohio, that is a boost. Um, this is a team fifth year under P.J. Fleck. This is a team that returns 20 starters. Obviously, they moved the ball, as we talked about earlier, well against Ohio State. They ran and threw for over 200 yards each last week. Um, so I do expect them to have pretty good success against a Miami of Ohio defense that allowed 49 points last week and gave up um, 247 rushing, 295 passing. So Minnesota should get their points. Maybe like a Minnesota team total over is worth a look. I'm still suspect on that defense. They gave up over 10 yards per play last week. Just think every time Ohio State ran or threw the ball, 48 plays, they averaged a first down. Now that is Ohio State, of course. It's not Miami of Ohio, but still some concern with that Minnesota defense. Um, But I think a golden go for team total over uh, would make some sense in this one. I like it, Steve. Great breakdown here. The Friday night games, top of the Saturday card. Guys, tomorrow we'll start off with Teddy Covers with Tulsa, Oklahoma State make our way down the rest of the card. So come back and join us at Drew Martin Bets on Twitter, at Steve Merrill as well, at Sports Memo, and wherever you're downloading your podcasts at Sports Memo Podcast. Steve, anything you want to throw out there before we shut this down? No, once again, Drew, I love it. Thanks for having me on once again. I really enjoy doing these segments, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. And uh, once again, wagertalk.com, $4.99 the rest of the year, the next four months, every sport I release every day for just $4.99, a huge discount this week only, Steve Merrill, wagertalk.com. Absolutely. Losing better. And Brandon Moss in the chat box here on Twitter. Thanks for joining us live. Always feel free to shout out whatever you'd like here in the comments. And uh, guys, thanks for uh, joining us live. And we will talk tomorrow. Best of luck with your bets. It is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.